0: Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast, podcast where we talk farm and marketing. The things that help us market our farms and run our farms better are the topics of our discussion, and today's no different. You know, the other day I was uh, in a business dealing with a, a company. We were doing some some I was selling some farm product, and the person that I was dealing with on the telephone, and, and I know her; she's a very nice woman, but her attitude on the phone was horrible. To the point that you know it you you get that vibe of, man, I don't even want to do business with you because her attitude was so bad, even though I know her personally, I know she's a very nice woman, but her attitude was so bad that you you yeah. you get angry yourself just dealing with that, even though you know better. And the because I know better, you can let it roll off your back and you know it, it it's all good. But when we're dealing with customers, it's a good idea to sort of, you know, check our attitude at the door, make sure that we are coming across the way we intend to come across. So anyway, let's jump into this today. I have a love-hate relationship with marketing. Really? I've got to do what? All I want to do is farm. Welcome to the SI Farmer podcast. If you want to market your farm, farm farm-based business, or craft food business directly to the consumer, this is the place for you. Welcome to the show. So, like I was saying, this I was I was doing this deal with this this lady and man, her attitude was just horrible. And I know her. So, you know, I can let it go. She was stressed out. I I understand that. But you know, it 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 brought something to mind. And my dad when I was when I was I would after school, I would come down to his office and I would answer the phones. And my dad would always tell me he said, "Put a smile on your face when you answer the phone." And you're like, what do you mean, put a smile on my face? I, they can't see me. What, what does that mean? And, and he said, you know, when you put a smile on your face, it's reflected in your voice. And your attitude comes across different on the phone. Telephones, I don't know if, how many of you know how, how telephones work. But when audio is recorded in a telephone, it compresses the vocal range. So it makes loud sounds, soft sounds loud and loud sounds soft. So it comes across very monotone phone. So you can scream at somebody and the volume doesn't change. But when you, people can tell your general attitude by the inflections and the things, and my dad always said, if you put a smile on your face, it helps your voice come across better. And you know what? Dang it. He was right. He was. I'll read you the definition of attitude because I think it's interesting. The, the oh, This is the definition I found online. It was a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. You know, I, I also looked up the in a psychological thing about it, uh, attitudes and they're, they're uh, evaluations people make about objects, ideas, events, or other people. And attitudes can be positive or negative. You have a good attitude or a bad attitude. And when you dig into it even deeper, there's really two types of, uh, of attitudes. There's explicit and implicit. So explicit are conscious beliefs we make. We make determinations about people, products, things, events, whatever they are, and then there's implicit, which are subconscious reactions to other people, other things, other events. And the reason I say that is because our attitude when we do business with people, when we're engaging with people, has so much to do with the outcome of those relationships and those business dealings. And you know, it 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 comes across. Most times, if we have a good attitude and it comes across and people resonate to that. And I, I say that because this dealing could have gone very bad. Had I been a reactive type person and not understood the whole situation, you know, I would have, I have a friend, I, I was telling a good friend of mine the situation, what happened and how, you know, what was going on. and. And he said, "Man, I wouldn't have taken that. I just hung up on her, not done business with her." Well, that would certainly be one, one way to deal with it, and and not an unreasonable one. Had, you know, had had you not had I not had an understanding of the whole situation, that would not have been an unreasonable. You could have just said, "You know what, I'm not going to do business this way. I don't do business this way." I have never spoken to 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 this person with disrespect or anything but kindness and a smile on my face. And you know, I you can choose to who you do business with and who you don't. I mean, it brought that that whole thing of how we how we deal with people and how we come across is not always how we mean to come across. I've talked about it before, you know, when we're marketing our company. You know, in in small business, 90% of marketing is You, you are, you know, you are the business, how people perceive you. That's, that's, you know, that's it. I mean, you can, you'll advertise and you'll put your logos up and you'll brand yourself and you do all the things we talk about here that we need to do, but you are, you're the billboard. I mean, how you treat people, how you react to situations tells people a lot about how the business treats people and how the business reacts to situation and my dad again when I would go to go to his office after school and he you know I would answer the phone for him he was very much he was very adamant about the you know put a smile on your face when you answer the phone my dad uh, you know and it it works works to this day I, I still do it when I'm sitting in my office and I get a phone call and it's, hey hey you doing it works but our attitudes in general are reflections of us. And when a new customer comes in, we talked about it just a few minutes ago, about having explicit and implicit attitudes. Well, when somebody walks in the door, if you have come out of the, come out of the shop and you are grumpy and mad and, well, how you doing? What can I do for you? That person is starting to make those determinations about you and your company, as opposed to coming out say, "Hey, how you doing? What can I do for you today?" I mean, there's there there's those those subtle things. I mean you you've heard the you've heard the the thing that first impressions. When we I think we've talked about it on this podcast. When you're walking up to meet somebody to shake their hand for the first time. The, that communication that goes on in those seconds leading up to that first introduction, your your mind, my mind, and by extension our customers' minds, are starting to build a a map, a a construct of who we are. Back in ancient history, when we were hunter gatherers. We're starting to determine friend or foe and those those the way you carry yourself and the the look on your face and are you friendly and are you outgoing those things matter because in those first seconds of meeting somebody, we start to build a construct of who is this person I'm meeting? are they tall, short fat then are they you know do they have a smile on their face are they coming across as aggressive are they and then we come up to that first contact where we shake somebody's hand and we get that that handshake is it aggressive is it firm is it wishy-washy is it we have to be thinking about that as we greet customers i mean i talk about marketing our business but you know what i've done multiple seven figure deals nothing more than a handshake based on trust And that, and I've to this day, I've never been burned big. But it's, there's a lot of judgment that goes on in meeting the people you're doing business with and making those determinations. And when we market ourselves and our businesses, we have to consciously think about how we're presenting ourselves. And as we present ourselves to our customer, are we, Engaging with them in a way that's making them feel comfortable and building their trust. Because that's what we're trying to do. If we want people to buy from us. And you can imagine somebody walking into a store. A I, I, perfect example. I, Here in our little town. A uh, guy. Super, super nice guy. Super nice guy. Owned a, a small engine shop. And first time out. Now, I didn't know the man that, when this happened. And he was covered up with work. I mean, couldn't get it all done. People are, you know, people are kind of, you know, dealing with customers can be a challenge. And I go in there and he comes out of the back and he's like, Hey, what, what can I do for you? I'm like, really? I walked in here to see if I could buy something from you. And, you know, I don't know that I feel comfortable right now. You know, you start to make those determinations. Now, After years, I know him. He's a heck of a nice guy. Um, You learn the situations. But when you're making those, that first interaction, it's, you know, we have to think about how we present ourselves. You know, we talk uh, to our customers, how we present ourselves to people. We've talked about it uh, on the show before. um, The psychiatrist uh, Cooley and the looking glass theory. How do how do we perceive ourselves versus how do others perceive us? You know, I, I kind of boil it down into a little thing, you know, step around the, step around the counter, you know, and look at yourself like your customer, like a new customer is looking at you. You know, are they, are you building confidence? Are you showing them the, the, that you have concern for their being for their, you know, you're trying to help them make a good purchasing decision and, You want them to purchase from you. So, you know, when we talk about these things, we have to be thinking about how we interact with customers. So, you know, uh, phone voice, my dad, again, put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face when you answer the phone. You know, there's a difference. Hey, how you doing? uh, Hey, what can I do for you? Versus answering the phone and saying, Hey, this is John. What can I what can I help you with? Smile on the face it comes across in your voice when you when you greet a customer. You know, there's few things better than a smile, and, and you know it may not be your default status. I know, you know, it's easy to grumble and it's easy to be. You know, we all get bogged down with the the challenges of life, it happens. It does. But, when we're trying to market our businesses and we're trying to be that face of our business, we have to sometimes step back and say, okay, deep breath, how can I help? And honestly, you know, the way I I I, Told you about the, have probably talked about this a million times here is my super secret question. I honestly, I honestly want to help people. And so when I get to ask that question, what can I do to help? Okay, well, you know, ask it with true, genuine interest and concern is easy. But if I say, hey, how can I help you? Versus when somebody walks in and hey, what can I do to help? Somebody's going to open up and say, Here's my challenge. And that's when man, somebody tells me what their challenge is. Man, that's when I go to work. What can I do? Okay. You know, the the that whole dynamic of interacting with customers. Um another great story just the just the other day, called a an implement dealer and having trouble with our dealers. And called a new dealer. I've never dealt with him before. Um, good reputation. Good. See, so, you know, they have good rep- The owner of the business, When I when I told him my challenge, what was going on, he got on the phone. And man, this guy was, man, he was awesome. He, you could tell this guy, honestly, wants to help me solve my problem. Now, I'm a reasonably intelligent guy. I know when he solves my problem, he's gonna make a good bit of money. Right. But that's okay. That's what I I I mean, I don't want to get taken advantage of, but I want I I want him to make money because I want him to answer the phone the next time I call and have a problem. I mean, this guy was volunteering said, Yeah, I'm gonna run down there. We'll spend a couple hours going through this piece of machinery. You know, let's let's get you where you need to be. I mean, this guy was Incredible because he answered the phone, had a great attitude, had an attitude of how can I help solve your problem, not how can I help you part with the money that's in your wallet. Now, same result, right? He wanted to solve my problem. Now he's going to make money for solving my problem. But he started with how can I solve your problem, which made me happy because I had a problem I needed solved. And a uh, previous dealer we had dealt with, you, you, you know, they, you know, you could tell that it was not that way. And, you know, I should bring up this. There is a difference between a genuinely true attitude of wanting to help and the used car sales schmarminess, we'll call it, right? You know, I I am a big believer in being real. Be who you are. Now, be the best version of you. Be the best version of you. But be you. And when I'm saying put a smile on your face when we're dealing with customers, I'm not asking you to fake you. I'm just trying to get you to be the best you that you can be. And... You know there's a difference between that and turning on the charm because you see the the guy who doesn't know what's going on and he's gonna he he's got a big check and you want that check there's a there's a complete difference in the two approaches, and they may come across the same in the beginning, but it's easy to tell the difference given. A little bit of time and a little bit more dealings, and he, it, this the again the attitude that you show people it comes across. It does. I mean, you walk into and and I encourage everybody to do this. This is and this is just me, I guess, being in the marketing for so long. Every business I walk into, I'm analyzing how. Does this business treat the first interaction? You know, and it's sort of, well, I've got a, I've got this great, you know, I call it a rule at my house. I wish it was a rule. I don't get to make rules at my house. My wife makes all the rules, but when people come to our house, my wife is is a consummate hostess. She wants people to feel warm and welcome and, you know, comfortable. And I do too. Don't get me wrong. The first time you're at my house, I'm going to show you where the refrigerator is. I'm going to get your food and your drinks for you. I'm going to help. You know, I want you to feel comfortable. The second time you're at my house, you know where the refrigerator is. Help yourself. M- be comfortable. Be at home with us. But my wife, she always wants to be the host. So whether you've been there one time or 50 times, she wants to be the host. me, I'm, I, I'm pretty much, you know, the first time I want to make a good impression on you. I want you to feel welcome. I want you to feel comfortable in my home. I want you to, you know, enjoy spending time with my family. Second time, I, I still want the same thing, but you know what? Refrigerators over there, and, you know, the, the, but the reason I say that is I like to see how businesses interact with me on the first time I ever do business with them. You know, a, a company down the road here, I buy a lot, of, a lot of parts and stuff for trucks from them. First time, walked in there, super helpful, super good guys, run a really good business. But now that I've been dealing with them for 10 years, it's a different interaction. I walk in, they're like, hey, John, we'll be with you in a minute. We got a customer. Great, no problem. I'm just going to go over here and look. It's a different, you know, there's a different dynamic after we get to know a customer. Now, that doesn't mean we get to be rude or we get to be dismissive or anything like that, but there is a familiarity, a relationship that gets built over time. Can it go bad? Sure. But when you build that relationship, that's what that's what it's about. You, you, you get to have that familiarity. But how we deal with customers, that first interaction or those first couple of interactions is going to determine whether that customer continued to come back for a long period of time or whether you just lost your shot. Um, great example, uh, I did business with a rather large company for years, but the first time I met them, didn't even know who I didn't I didn't know the person was uh, you know the uh, the the super senior you know executive guy didn't know it met him at dinner one night hey how you doing nice to meet you man yeah now, I've been doing this little you know small talk goes on you know a couple of months go by bump into him again at a at a at a deal and you know we just sort of you know hey good to see you again about a month or two after that he calls me up he says. Got your number from a friend of mine. We met at this this function thing. like, yeah, I remember you. How are you doing, man? Had a great conversation. He says, I have a challenge. And somebody said, you might be able to help me. He said, well, man, you just hit my magic words. What can I do to help? And we talked about this for a while on the phone. Hung up. Nothing ever happened. Six months later, this started to, you know, this conversation picked back up. Now, granted, this was probably... You know, if, you, if you're a sales guy, this is what we call an incredibly long-tail sale. This sale, you know, the relationship started two years, year and a half, two years, before there was ever a sale made. My point with that is, I, I was just being friendly, but I made a good impression on this guy, just being a, you know, just knowing he was in the business, but... Uh, made a good impression on this guy, but that first interaction is what what sold the deal. Two years later, because I, you know, I think he truly believed, rightfully so, because I, I truly do care. He believed that I wanted to help. Now he's a smart guy, so he knew that by helping him, I was going to make a little bit of money, and I did. But the point is. I was able to help him and he needed help. Now, granted, it took two years for that all to work out, but the, that first interaction is going to determine whether, you know, has a lot to determine. It's kind of rare when you have a bad first interaction and that customer comes back, especially when that customer has alternatives. You know, if you, you know, if you're trying to, you know, if you're selling product A from your farm and, You know, three door. You know, three miles down the road, there's another. You know, another farm selling the same thing. If there's an alternative, customers gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna go deal with the guy who's got a smile on his face and seems genuine. Perfect. You know. Again, we don't have to be fake, and I don't ever advise that. I I truly believe real. I mean, that's why I don't like. I like marketing. I love I love marketing because I love helping companies. I don't particularly like some of the the, the the strategies and the tactics that are used because they're not real and not a big person, not, not a big, I don't like fake. I don't like, you know, companies that build a brand based on the type of person that uses it. Well, I want to know who the company is, not who, you know. Not who they want me to think they are. And that's tough. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, that that we started the SI Farmer is, you know, I want you to be the you. And I think people gravitate to that. People gravitate to you being you. They gravitate to that reality that, you know, this is this is but we should be the best version of us, best version of you that you can be. And I want to be the best version of me that I can be. And with all of that hokey nonsense out of the way, I'm going to let you go. You have a blessed day. Good luck. God bless.